0: And as we were singing the uh, Father, I adore you, the Lord asked me, Why are you here? I told myself because I made a promise to you, Lord, that I would lay my life down before you, and whatever you ask of me, I'll do. You see, I didn't want to be here in the ministry when the Lord called me when I was 12, it was a beautiful time. Rich Wilkerson was preaching at our church and the Lord called me and I knew it, but I didn't want to be in the ministry and I, I ran from God <clears throat> and uh, started working for a company and had a chance to work for Delphi, same place that my dad worked at. And I didn't want to be in ministry But I remember one day I was at the church praying. <clears throat> I was at the church praying and, and I didn't go to church much because I was working so much, but I still had keys. And so I go there in the middle of the night and I'm up there. And I remember in the balcony. And I just, it was the second time I had a vision from the Lord. And I just, I couldn't tell you if it was real or if I was just in spirit. I just, it was such a beautiful thing. And I just remember that I was being caught up into the glory of the Lord. And, um, and I remember it was just so beautiful. It was so cool. And, and I remember what God told me. And it really changed my whole perspective of who he was. Because see, at the time I felt like I, I, I failed God. Because I knew he called me. But I didn't want to embrace that. (laughs) I had a good job. I had a good future. But he told me that if I put him first, that he would never fail me. That if I embrace him, if I draw close to him. Now, I'm not perfect. I made a lot of mistakes throughout my life and to this day. But I do believe that God is not a man that he should lie or the son of man that he should change his mind And when he speaks. Does he not act And when he promises? Does he not fulfill? God is faithful. That's why in Lamentations he says, your mercies are new every morning. Why? Because whether we see it or not, that sun rises. His faithfulness never fails whether we see it or not. And I've hurt so many people in my life. I've failed. I've all those things, and yet God's faithfulness is just so good. So when the Lord asked me this morning, why are you here? All I could, all I could think about was those moments when I laid my life down. and I said, okay, God, I'll yield to what you want from me. And that's what we call the call of God. Now, all of us don't have a ministry call on our life, but we do have a call of God on our life. That God has commissioned us, has designed us, had made us for a purpose, for a reason. There is not anything that God wouldn't do to fulfill that purpose in your life, even if you made mistakes. That's why he tells us that we know that God will work all things out for good. Even our mistakes. Why? For the benefit of us, because he loves us so much. He'll never leave us, nor forsake us, but he has a call on each one of us. And so I just kept going back to that moment when I just decided I was going to lay my life down and I would follow him. And next thing you know, I'm going off to school, end up quitting. Going off to school and found my wife, and what a blessing. And then I was going to my first ministry. And I prayed this prayer I said, Lord, Whatever position that you give me, God, let there be a McDonald's there. I was serious. I said, let there be a McDonald's there. Because if McDonald's considers it a town, I'll consider it a town. So Lord, you've called me to be in the great state of Minnesota, the land of 10,000 lakes. And so I went to my first job. It had no McDonald's and it had no lakes and I was there all by myself. We were waiting for my wife to graduate from school, and we were going to get married as soon as she did. And I'm there all by myself, and I'm in this little apartment, this little apartment where you couldn't even shut the bathroom door in order to use it because the toilet paper roll overhanged the toilet. I mean, it was so small. It was so small, and I'm in this little place, and, and I am there with a gentleman who's in his 80s and he goes to sleep at five o'clock in the afternoon and he just it's quiet and it's just so quiet. And I just remember asking myself, why am I here? Why am I here in a place that that corporations don't even consider this a town? And why am I in this place in the middle of nowhere in farming community? I don't even know anything about farming. All I thought was corn came from a can. I'm serious. I just did, I did, I was just. Lost. Then we come to Fairmont and uh, we come with excitement and looking at the future and seeing what's going to happen. and and I, I'll be honest with you, I am more excited today than I've ever been about Fairmont. I am because you don't pursue God. And Be faithful to him and then he will fail you in the time when you need him the most. That's not God He's called us for a reason he called us here for a reason, but when we got here to Fairmont. I was so discouraged my first Sunday here we were in church and And I remember it was the meanest six people you could gather for a Sunday morning It was so bad they didn't want us here. It was so bad that my first Sunday it was during Christmas time when I said amen and we were at the opera house at the time when I said amen everyone was gone. When I opened my eyes after I said amen they were gone. And I just sitting there with me and my wife like where did everyone go? I didn't even have a chance to say hi to anyone. They didn't want me there. And then finally, someone came back, opened the door, and says, oh, by the way, you're invited to our church Christmas party. And they left. And I looked at my wife, I said, where? Where is our Christmas party for church? We didn't even go to our own Christmas party. I was so discouraged Sunday morning that I went home, and I told my wife, I said, honey, I said, I just want to shut the shades. I just want to watch the Vikings game." Because I I haven't seen a kickoff in years. So I wanted to see the Vikings game. And I just want to just just hide. I just want to close the curtains. So we went out. We got Chinese. We sat there. and We come home. Ready to watch the game. The power's out. I mean, I was just having a bad day. (laughs) And I said, God, why am I here? Because you made a promise. That you would lay your life down for me. You see, you can never forget what God has for you, even in those moments when you are discouraged. Even when you're going through moments you don't understand, because there is a plan that God has that cannot be explained. Just the other day, the Lord told me that he was going to do something beyond my wildest dreams. Just a few days later, I was listening to a prophet, and they said the exact same thing, that God is going to do something beyond your wildest dreams. I was driving home just a couple months ago and I told my wife, I said, you know what I've seen over the last several days? i see nothing but bald eagles. I mean, I've seen bald eagles everywhere. Another prophet said that you will start seeing eagles as a sign that God is with you. And I'm like, okay, God, you're moving. And he's doing, he's waking our, our kids up and giving them dreams and visions. He's doing all these things. And I said, God even asked me this morning, why are you here? And it was because, Father, I adore you. I lay my life before you. I give it all up for you. This is why God blesses those who do that. In 1 Kings chapter 19, this is the call of Elisha. 1 Kings chapter 19. And so as I was going through worship this morning and as the Lord just asked, why are you here? It wasn't because God was asking me to doubt myself, but he's just trying to, wanting to make sure I understand what the battle, what the plan is, what his desire is for me, and that is to trust him every single step of the way. Listen, I have no plan B. I don't. If, if God fails me, we're done. There is no plan B. And the reason why I live that way is because when God called Moses to take the people out of Egypt and to worship, you know what the original plan was? Moses, go oh, lead my people out and for three days go worship me. And so he goes to Pharaoh and he says, listen, all God wants is for, for the people to go. And for three days, we're going to go and worship. But Pharaoh said, No. And God says, "Okay, I am going to take all of Egypt or all of Israel out of Egypt. I'm going to set my people free. And he began to send plagues, began to send all these signs and knowing that God was God was moving on behalf of the people. And then all of a sudden they left. Could you imagine if that happened to us today? Okay, God, you want me to take millions of people out of out of Egypt and to take them into a desert. First of all, God will Amazon deliver all of the food that we need? Will there be enough wells for us to drink water because, you know, in the desert, it's kind of lacking? God, will there be a road, a path for us? Will there be shelters available? You're talking about millions of people. Moses had no clue except he knew what God wanted, and God said, that, I'm going to send an angel before you. I'm going to send my presence before you. I'm going to send my name before you. And every step of the way, I'm going to guide you. And when you need me to the most, I'll be there. And when the people were dying of thirst, he opened a rock and made water flow. He opened a rock and made water flow. Why? Because he loved his people so much that he would not fail them even in the desert. And that's why I love when the book of Psalm tells us that even in the, even in God's house even in the house of God the olive branch flourishes inside of a house inside not in the sun not in the rain but in a house it flourishes why because it's in the presence of God where you find your growth your satisfaction and I'll tell you I'm just be honest this morning I was not planning on sharing this this morning But I do believe this, that there is nothing more better than being in the midst of God's plan for your life. I don't care what it is. I don't care what it is. Being a student, getting ready to graduate from high school, working every day, retirement, substitute It doesn't matter. Whatever you are doing, if you are in the middle of God's will, there's nothing more satisfying. And I would rather be nowhere than in the hand of God than have a plan B. But that's just me. That's just me. I love being with God. I do. I don't understand what he wants sometimes. I don't understand where he leads, but I'm willing to follow. Just like Moses didn't have a plan. He didn't have no understanding. He didn't know what was going to go on. But he knew this, that God would be there. And for 40 years, God provided food for his people. Think about this. You wake up. Just left Egypt. You're a slave your whole life. You, you left Egypt. On your way out, every single Egyptian was giving you gold and silver and tools and all this. They, they gave up all of Egypt, all their wealth, and they gave it to Israel as you're going out. And you set up this brand new tent, you know, because some Egyptian just bought it at Walmart and it's brand new. It got the tag still on it. And, and you set up this brand new tent. And then all of a sudden you look over at your spouse. She's like, What are we going to have to eat tomorrow? I don't know. I just followed the guy who said, follow me, and you know, here we are. I don't know. And then all of a sudden, you go out your tent, and you see just the glycerine on the sand. And you look closely, and you realize, those are flower thortheas everywhere. Whoa. I mean, that's the way my version reads. But, you know, <laughs> some people in Minnesota say it's Lefsa. No, no, that's not from God. God would not send fake Dorotheus. He sent Dorotheus. And you look out, and you know what? You don't trust that God's going to do it again, so you gather up a couple extra. And what happens in the morning? Nothing but maggots. It's filthy, it's gross, it's spoiled. And then all of a sudden you realize, oh yeah, he's, he's done it again. Oh, cool. It gets to the point where you just know. You just know. Why? Because his faithfulness he proves his faithfulness to us. But you've got to be willing to follow. So why are we here? I'll tell you why I'm here this morning. First Kings chapter 19. Verse 19 says, So Elijah went from there and found Elisha, son of Shaphat. He was plowing with twelve oxen of yoke, and he himself was driving the twelfth pair. Elijah went up to him and threw his cloak around him. Elisha... Then left his oxen and ran after Elijah. Let me kiss my father and mother goodbye, he said, and then I will come to you, come with you. Elijah told him, go back. What have I done to you? So Elisha left him and went back. He took his yoke and oxen and slaughtered them. He burned the plowing equipment to cook the meat and gave it to the people and they ate. And then he set out and followed Elijah and he became his servant. The reason why we follow the call of God is not because God is going to. God has some great thing that He's given you all the details to. He never gives us all the details. That's what faith is. Faith is just enough to get us going, to get us in the right direction, and to keep believing Him. And when we get discouraged or we start to doubt, He'll give us signs. He'll encourage us. He'll help us. But He does just gives us just enough to follow Him. He never gives out the full plan. He never gives out the full plan because he wants us to be dependent upon him and to trust him. And we don't need to know the full plan. We don't need to know the full plan. You know, every time my mom makes chile con queso, I used to be so mad. Because I would try to make the same thing and it would always end up being horrible. It would break and it was just never good. Because see, I know how to cook. I watched a couple videos on YouTube. I know how to cook. And I would sit there, and I would try to make this, and it just never turned out right. And so I called my mom, and I said, Mom, would you just tell me again how to do it? And she told me a little secret. I'm not telling you guys, but she told me a little secret. And I followed it, and I obeyed my mom. And you know what happened? My sister-in-law was there, and her husband was there. And it, they, they loved it so much, they ate it for lunch, breakfast, dinner. I mean, it was breakfast, lunch, dinner. They, <laughs> they, they ate it, they loved it. You know what I did? I just simply obeyed my mom because it doesn't make sense. But it worked. I don't have to know how my mom makes it. I just know it's good. I don't know how people do things. I just know it works. And that's what faith is. I don't have to know all the details. I don't have to know everything. God has a plan. And here he comes and he calls Elisha. Elisha was a wealthy man. Elisha had means. He's got 12 pairs of oxen. He's got yokes. He's got the ability to take care of property. And you don't go out and get 12 pairs of of oxen and yokes just to plow your little front yard. He had property. He had land. He had had servants working for him. And he's out there and he's doing all these things. and, And here comes this crazy man called Elijah. Now Elijah comes and he knows that he is going to anoint him and to put his call on him. And so he comes and he puts his cloak on him and he says, come on, Elisha, God has called you. Elisha says, that's great, that's good. Let me me go say goodbye to my parents and I'll be right back. Now, this is just my personal opinion of what's happening here. My personal belief is this. I believe that Elisha was going to go back and say, hey, listen, mom, dad. I'm going to be gone for a little bit. Can you just make sure you take care of my property? Can you just watch over that? Hire people to do this. Uh, Make sure whatever it costs, just let me know. I I, I got you when I get back. I I don't know how long I'm going to be, but just take care of my stuff. Just take care of my stuff because I, I don't know. I might be back. I don't know. I don't know what he wants. You see, because we like to have a backup plan in case it doesn't fail. You know, we think of the story of Abraham. Abraham is a pretty amazing story because Abraham comes out of nowhere. If you read Genesis 1 through 11, it's a pretty bad scenario. It got so bad that God had to bring a flood and to reset all of the earth. And then all of a sudden they begin to repopulate. There was this last rebellion at the Tower of Babel. And then all of a sudden Abraham comes under the picture. And God said to him in chapter 12, Leave your father's place. Leave everything and come follow me. Now, honestly, it doesn't make sense because it's like Abraham knew who God was and he just followed him. But this wasn't the case. You see, Abraham came from a family that worshipped pagans, worshipped idols. He worshipped other gods. That's what the book of Joshua says, that even Abraham's father worshipped other gods. Abraham was brought up in a paganistic world. He was brought up worshipping all these other gods but how come he decided to obey this God the God that we would understand that the God of the Bible it's because in the book of Acts tells us why because even in Mesopotamia even when Abraham was living amongst all of the pagan and all of the gods and all of the false things that he was surrounded by even when his father was offering idol of sacrifices to idols even then God was speaking to Abraham you see God doesn't just come out of the blue and talk to you he is always trying to talk to you and that's why we have the word of God if you never have heard God's voice get into the Bible you will hear it every day God wants to speak to us god is always reaching out to us why because he wants you to know it's him i i i trust god's voice but even at times sometimes i'm like is that you god is that you what what is that you but god will always he loves us so much that he wants us to know that it's him just like when i grew up in my house i knew when i was in trouble But I also knew when my dad was in trouble because of the tone and the dialect of the voice, I knew it was my dad. Now we have another Pete in the house, and he's never in trouble because he's a grandson and everyone loves a grandson. (laughs) But you see, God wants us to know his voice, and so God was speaking to Abraham even in the midst of all of this idol worship because he wants us to know. And Elijah came, and he anointed Elisha, And Elisha wasn't sure, maybe because he'd never heard God's voice before. Maybe he wasn't sure because he didn't know if if, if he could trust this prophet that he heard about. Whatever the case is, Elisha wanted a plan B. He wanted to make sure that everything was good, because when he retires, everything's going to be okay. But Elijah told him, I want you to consider what I've done to you. I want you to think about it. And Elisha had to think and reflect, wait a minute, God has called me. And every moment from this day forward is into obedience of what God desires of me. I'm not coming back. I'm going to follow him no matter where it leads. And so Elisha takes all of his property and he begins to take those yokes and he begins to break them up, creates a fire, takes those oxen and slaughters it. He says, I'm not coming back. There is no turning back. I'm going wherever the Lord leads. This is what God wants from us. Now, I don't believe that Elisha was disrespectful to his mom and dad, but I think he had an honest conversation with him. He said, I'm not coming back. I'm going. I don't know where it's going to lead. I don't know what's going to... Have in store for me, but I just know I'm going. I'm not coming back. And Elisha left. And he had nothing to return to. So when God asked me this morning, why are you here? It's because, Lord, I I slaughtered my oxen and I burnt my yokes. and I got nothing to go back to. So I will follow you and I will be faithful to you. And as we were worshiping, God just whispered, Oh, so gently, I know. I know. You see, God loves it when we put Him first. I'm not perfect. I sometimes make mistakes. I hurt people. I say things I shouldn't. I do things I shouldn't. I, I'm not perfect. But my heart is for Him. How do you get there? Sometimes you've got to just burn those things. Sometimes you've got to lay those things down. And say, you know what, God? Making money isn't the most important. Making friends isn't the most important. Being light isn't the most important. What is, is laying down my life for you. And when you do that, you know what he does? He brings all those things back. Because he's not trying to rob us of joy and satisfaction in this world. He knows we have to live here. He wants us to enjoy life. But do it with him first. That's why Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God seek first the kingdom of god and all of those other things all of those other things will be added unto you but just put me first and when you do that god makes a way so this morning i just wanted to share my heart because sometimes in life we hold on to things when god just wants us just to let go and trust him now i'm not asking you to to be like Elisha and to sell your home and all your property and just head west. But I'm asking you this. Get on your hands and knees every day. Just say, Father, whatever you want, I'll do it because, Father, I adore you. I lay my life down before you. I love you. I seek you first. And you know what he'll do? He'll work out every single detail for you just follow Him. Trust Him.